Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Average Podcast. This is Bryce. This is Tim. And we are coming back from a movie. <sighs> it's been a long time like... coming. Yeah, it's been a little bit, this I guess. It's been a long time coming. I think it was <laughs> written three years ago. I was honestly just going to hang on that movie part. As if <laughs> just... <laughs> and we just came back from a movie. As if it's not in the title of what you As if it's on. not in the title <laughs> and you knew exactly already what movie it is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We just came back from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. From the wonderful mind of James Gunn, so some people say at least. Did it live up to the hype, or did it disappoint? I think you're going to hear both sides tonight. We're about to find <laughs> out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tim, you want to go ahead and give a quick recap uh, without any spoilers, obviously? A recap of this film or the previous yes. two? Yes. Okay. We're so, going to assume that you know what happened in the last two as right. part of the Infinity Saga. So, recap, really the most important thing going into this one right. from the Infinity Saga is that the Gamora that exists now is not the Gamora we knew from the previous movies. Just a quick reminder. Yep. So Endgame. that's from the major uh, crossover from the Endgame stuff. Right. But this movie opens up. It looks like Guardians of the Galaxy are setting up shop in nowhere. The celestial beings rotting head. Um, setting up shop being the protectors that they are there when out of nowhere they are attacked. And someone's life is put on on the line. Ooh, full territory they're very going close. into. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, very close to death. And then the rest of the movie is about saving that character. So, yeah, pretty straightforward. Yep. So, we just jump right into this one? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead and kick us off. Why not? All right. So, I give the story and the plot a four. It was a little bit of a lot. So that's how I was feeling. Honestly, being, being the third movie, there was a lot going on. But the one thing I appreciated about the story was it kept our focus on the characters that we've known from the previous two movies and the Avengers crossovers. Right. It was really focused. We had some great dynamic in the story about how Gamora is not the Gamora we know. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I also thought that to end a trilogy with um someone's life on the line is not yeah. something like normally the your trilogy cappers are big like the empire rising up and right. the resistance yeah. coming like your this one felt very personal instead of grand oh totally and yeah so i appreciated that element of the story i'm also not sure off the top of my head that i can think of many movies where like the plot revolves around saving one person's life yeah, no, that's true. So I'm I'm sure there's one out there that I can't of course, think of, right. but because I can't think of it, I have to say that that's fairly unique. Yeah. So it wasn't your typical, uh, to go back to Ant-Man, it wasn't your typical like revolt movie against the bad guy <laughs> at the end. Uh, it, it felt very personal. The story in all of its beats, even though there were, there's probably a little bit too much crammed into it, it still felt personal and I appreciated <clears throat> that. Yeah, I uh, ended up giving mine a three, probably on the probably on the higher end of a three, honestly. Um, just kind of bouncing between the three and the four when I did. I'm with you. The story for me was just pretty cramped, and so I don't know. Like this is a what two two hour ten minute movie, uh, yeah, give or it's take, just over um, two hours. Yeah, and you can kind of feel that going in uh, with the story. There's probably some stuff they could have definitely cut out. Um, but in the story's defense, I think that. 
it kind of did build what we were getting in this movie, whether it's with the characters or the villain. Uh, what's the villain's name again? Uh, he was the High Evolution. High Evolution. Yeah, that's right. I will say he was probably one of my favorite villains of oh, a yeah. Marvel movie. We're gonna get to him in the well, character section. Well, and when you're done sure. with your story, I'll I'll come oh, yeah. back. Oh no, yeah, go it. ahead. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. Like kind of like you said, this the story isn't like super unique in its way. Now the execution's another store, another score. You know, we'll get to uh later, but. I mean, I don't know. I just thought the story was good. It was it was solid compared to the other two movies. I still think the first one had the better story of all of them. Two was still, you know, okay. And this one kind of just fell in between those a little bit for me, story-wise. Like, it's, I think there was a lot of good here. You can definitely tell this was, like, more of a love letter and a goodbye uh, to the Guardians, yes. which is kind of what hey, he, the trailer and marketing it's, have been building and up And it's to. what I needed from it, honestly. Yeah, I, needed I mean, it. I can't really complain that much. Like, yeah. my three is not a complaint. It's more of just, like, I mean, there's there's flaws in it, but overall, I think this is exactly what you should expect going into a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. So the one thing that you, when you brought up the villain, it reminded me of was some of the flashbacks. If you don't know, this is about Rocket. This movie is very much about like Mm -hmm. how Rocket is, who he is now. Yeah. And they've kind of teased at that in some of the trailers, but that whole part is like part mashup of Sid from Toy Story with like real animals and but it also has this like very it reminded me of old school disney where these characters are trapped in a hopeless situation and they just have this most optimistic outlook right and like it kept making me think of like some of those dark kids movies where you go back and you and like they don't make them like that anymore everything's got to be all bright and sunshine but like this movie was not afraid to take the story to some very dark places. I have some thoughts on that when it comes to direction. Okay. So, so I I thought that was pretty unique in the story and well, right. unique in the way that I haven't seen a movie that reminds me of like classic Disney where like the villains were truly villainous and presenting hope to these people mm-hmm. just to rip it away. Like it it was pretty villainous and i i give the story credit for that yeah okay so up next we got character Character. i'll go ahead and kick this one off uh i gave it a four out of five and i honestly gave most of it because of rocket um as tim said and as the marketing has showed us this one had a lot of uh heavy hints that rocket was gonna be a bigger piece of the story overall and I genuinely really enjoyed his story in this movie and kind of the role he was given. Um, I think everyone else did fine for the most part. Um, I don't know. Something about this one, like, I just was not told. I wasn't really on board with Quill, uh, Peter, um, for most of this movie. Like, I kind of felt like he took a really big back seat, and I just don't know if I was, like, totally on board with that, really. Um but it wasn't enough that it, it, it's like a sore spot for me because I think he has some good moments still. Uh, Gamora has some decent moments too, given her backstory with Endgame and how that kind of mm-hmm. translates into this one. Drax and the rest of them were casual, normal. Uh, the villain was really... He was better than I thought he was going to be. I, I, I'm not going to say really good. He upshowed Jonathan Majors. He's definitely... So say, watch out for those fists. Yes, exactly. Oh, wait, it's uh, He's definitely better than <laughs> Kang was. I'll, get, I'll give him that. But yeah, I, I thought he, ter- he was way better than I thought he was going to end up being. So I'll give uh, credit there to the villain. One of the better villains I've seen in Marvel in a while. Yeah. 
So I mean, yeah, characters all served served their roles well, and I enjoyed enjoyed them for who they were. But Rocky, I think, really put that up to a four because he has some really good moments. Um, part of the in, with his story. So we're gonna disagree a little bit on this one. I gave this a five. Go, uh, go ahead. I gave this a five because my biggest issue with the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy, the first movie established all these characters with very unique personalities. Yes. <clears throat> and then I thought that the second movie blended all of those personalities into one. Right. You got to see the chemistry of like the guardians of the galaxy. Well, I didn't like it. I didn't think that it wasn't that they were becoming a tight knit group. I felt like the second one relied on that humor a little bit too much where everybody was giving a punchline <laughs> instead of letting their character be who they are and that makes it inherently funny drax is the big example exactly i thought this movie brought us back to the personality being what makes those awkward exchanges funny yeah uh so and i actually thought that what this movie did was make each character pivotal and give them a moment so there's the running joke that Drax is stupid. And at the end, you he kind of gets this full... He comes full circle. Yeah, he, and he does get, have a redeeming arc You here. get this moment, and he's got a beautiful story arc. Even Nebula, who drives me crazy, she's <laughs> honestly one of my least favorite characters, and it's hard for me to say it goes to acting. I don't like the way Karen Gillan portrays her. I Can I just... I forgot about Nebula uh, totally until you brought it up. I did not like her in this movie. Yeah, I've never liked her in any movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna blame mostly the writing for her. I yeah, well, the portrayal probably deserves some of that credit as well. But I just hate it's, it's the way she of... rasps and does this voice all the time. What the heck are you saying? Yeah, I, I it drives me crazy. Oh, it drives please. me crazy. Yeah, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> I go thought <laughs> no, I thought this movie actually did her character some justice, even if I just cringe watching her deliver some of those lines. Yeah, yeah. they they touched on like you're trying to do everything when you should be doing this. But they really did a nice job of pointing out each character's strengths throughout the movie. And I thought that was something that was sorely missing from the second one. And I was very glad to see that that each character had a nice arc. And Mm -hmm. not just in this movie. I felt like their arcs that have been set up from the first one had satisfying conclusions to this third one. And I thought even bringing in a Gamora that's time displaced and doesn't know was handled really deftly it and i'm glad the it, it went the route it did yeah i was very relieved with how they handled it and i thought it, they did a nice job with the character for sure so next up the one that guardians has been known for since the beginning music uh, and sound design I feel like i'm gonna have the unpopular opinion with this one <laughs> <laughs> well i give it a five go ahead lead away um again it is hard to match that first Guardian soundtrack. It's impossible. Yeah, that so first Guardian it's not, soundtrack. It's not that it's hard. It's impossible. That first Guardian <laughs> soundtrack was gold. And so I went more for how the music was used in this movie. I thought most of the songs were okay. There were a couple of forgettable choices. Um, but most of them were used nicely. I really liked the juxtaposition of our intro song, Creep. Yeah. No, that was our a good intro song Creep. Intro. It's a very somber beginning to the movie compared to most Guardians. Um, very somber, Rocket listening to Creep. But then at the end of the movie, we have um, Rocket again listening to Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Woo! Which Banger. 
it's I love Florence. That song got way too much radio play when it was popular. Oh, that did, doesn't yeah. mean it's not a good song. <laughs> but the juxtaposition of like kind of that dark sadness of creep at the beginning to ending with a song that's literally about like the dog days are over, your fight is over, this right. is victorious. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the thought that went into the music choices and also um Beastie Boys. Was that Beastie Boys? Yeah, it was Beastie Boys. That's what I thought. Beastie, <laughs> Beastie Boys in that hallway fight scene. I really enjoyed that choice. But, yep. I I enjoyed the music, and I thought the sound design was pretty good. So, but I can't just give this one a four because the first movie was perfect. This movie had, if we had seen these songs first, people would have been talking about this soundtrack too. So, I bumped it up to a five. Okay, cool. Let me rip the band-aid off. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Um, I was not really impressed with the soundtrack. I think part of it is, like you said, the first movie, like that was one of the first like CDs I bought for my car, my first car. It's uh, unparalleled. Like that soundtrack. I played that thing on repeat every time I got in my car. It was between that and Twenty One Pilots, so that was yeah. the choice always. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was a bit of a mixture of that that the first sound- soundtrack was just so good and it just never has reached the same heights which i don't expect it to necessarily but i also think part of it is this has kind of been a trend and i think i, I you know credit to james gunn i think he kind of popularized this of using older songs to kind of throw into you know newer movies and like really overdo it like Yes. Not always in a bad or a good way, just, you know, it's a mixture. He was pretty much the founding he was father the, of doing that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's other guys you could say, but like recently, he's definitely the one who really brought that to the mainstream. Um, and I just didn't really care for the soundtrack. Not that I, I like the songs on there. I just don't think that they were all used accordingly. Like, like you said, I kind of enjoyed Beastie Boys. I thought it was okay. I don't know if there was a better song. I just felt like it didn't quite hit where i wanted it to but the intro and the last song yeah those hit perfectly that was kind of what i did enjoy it's like okay those worked everything else in between i i didn't really care for i don't know i it just didn't hit for me mostly and yeah it's just it's not an awful thing either because it's still good songs yeah (laughs) and we didn't even mention the actual uh composed soundtrack which was i thought it was i thought it was slightly better than most marvel fair yeah Yeah. it it was he deserves some credit or she whoever composed it yeah whoever it was it was okay it it was a pretty good soundtrack three out of five (laughs) so jumping in to editing and special effects we actually agreed on this yeah four out of four or sorry four out of five for both of us uh i'll kick us off here uh I mean, it looks better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, there you go. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank like, you. Completely different production. Yeah, I studio. mean, it, there's still some rough spots, uh, which is why I did dock it. Yep. Um, but for the most part, it looked pretty. It looked really good. Like everything was very clean. The action sequences outside of one action sequence uh, towards the end like looked pretty rough. Which one are you talking about? The hallway scene. I love the hallway. I thought scene. it looked rough. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, it was still fun, but it just looked... Well, it was... It did... You could definitely tell what pieces were uh, CGI. Yeah, And exactly. what were actors, but... But I, overall, it I still looked... love the continuous take. Yeah. Like, that's so much fun. The colors weren't as dead as I thought they were going to be, although there were still a lot of scenes where it just kind of used that gray tint that I'm sick of in Marvel yeah. movies. And not just Marvel, but, you know, movies. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was pretty good overall, 4 out of 5. I, I agree, four out of five. I almost bumped it to a five uh, because there was great use of 
costume and practical effects. Yeah, uh, for sure. Some latex. Some like, of it was kind of rough, though. There, there were some great costumes, uh, masks. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed a lot of the alien designs in this. Um, some of the more intense CGI creatures were pretty rough. Yeah. But their design was still pretty cool. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, it, we got, like, Island of Dr. Moreau stuff going <laughs> on here. Like, it was pretty dark and gross at points. But, yeah, it was it was four. It was better than... The one thing I really appreciated, and I look for it now in Marvel movies, is the digital backgrounds. Yep. And I could... There were a couple spots that I was like, mm-hmm. that could be it. But for the most part, he disguised like where the set ended and where the CGI began yep. very nicely. The backdrop was covered a lot better in a lot of the, this movie. Yes. Um, I don't know how much of that is practical effects mixed with less background, but yeah. it was just way better. Looking. It's way better than what we've gotten. For sure. And probably what we will get. So. <laughs> exactly. Right. All right. Next up we have script. Would you like to kick us off? Timothy? All right. I give the script a four. All right, talk to me. And I think this goes back to what I mentioned about the characters. We gave each character a unique personality, and that showed in their script where I did not think that showed through in the second one. Yeah. So I thought this was a significant improvement on the second one. Um, He also juggled a lot of the storylines fairly well and how they were interconnected and interwoven fairly well. It wasn't perfect. That's why it's a four. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and I know this isn't for everybody because most of the theater was quiet. I like <laughs> James Gunn's humor lands for me. Most of his humor lands for me, and I don't know. I don't know why. I think some of it has kind of a darker edge to the humor, and I've Have find- you watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes, and I find it hilarious. And so, like, I found this movie. It's not laugh out loud hilarious no, not at all but i did find some of the jokes to land some of the jokes were pretty funny um but for the script i just lost my train of thought <laughs> uh, what were you thinking i well i'll go into that and well i can go into it now yeah. i think he's kind of responsible like i don't want to put the blame on him it was definitely studio no, the blame is studio execs the blame not on him. I'm kidding. It's definitely the studio. Who... But well, I was gonna say I put the blame on him for turning the MCU into the laugh fest that it is now. You hear that, James Gunn? Like, darn you! He, he was successful. <laughs> like, Guardians of the Galaxy one was so successful because it was funny, and I think that's all the studio execs saw was like they laughed at this movie. They liked the humor. Every movie needs to do this. Uh, Boom. We get Thor Ragnarok, which followed the same formula. Say Ragnarok. Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You go. But it followed the same formula. Like everything has to be a punchline. Everything has to be Uh, funny. I know. And at first I didn't hate Ragnarok. I'm not sure I hate it now. It's Um, a strong word. Yeah. I'm not sure I hate it now. Everything after that, though, followed that same, like, we got to have the 80s throwback music. I know. 80s throwback We got to have the comedy. Nothing can get too serious. Yeah. Like, and that's, oh my that's one thing that, like, James Gunn did it first and did it better. And he, like, this movie shows he's not afraid to still get serious. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I know we're you still, want to we're get, still gonna that get to that. To directing. Uh, I know. So, the direction, I feel like, will hold most of the water for this. All right, so let's but, move along. What wait, do you hold think on. Of I still got my script. Yeah, what do you think of um, 
three i got three three out of five i'm actually going to dock james gunn for his uh style of writing um however you does he write he does yeah write some he, of his movies yeah he, he wrote he writes all his movies yeah um i'm gonna dock him for this one because i do really enjoy the first guardians of the galaxy i think it's easily top 10 you could maybe argue top five marvel movie oh easily i think yeah top five i feel comfortable with that I'm going to dock him for this one. I did not find a lot of the jokes landing. I, and maybe it's just because I'm sick of them. I'm, I'm just, I'm burnt out on those jokes. And especially this will, I'm going to touch on the kind of dip my, dip my toe into the direction a little bit. I felt like the balance between the serious and the comedy was not a good balance. And that really threw me off with the script when you had serious moments and then the jokes still came in. I'm just like, ah, like, it's fine a few times, but, like, I, there's just a couple moments where it's like, oh, you got a good thing going here. Like, there was a talk between Gamora and P- Peter, and it was kind of a good moment. And then a joke comes in. I'm just like, that was the part where you don't drop that joke in there. And I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm burnt out from that Everything style. Everything to be a joke. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a joke. And I get it. He has his style. But I'm also the guy who doesn't care for Suicide Squad as much as everyone else did. I don't really care for Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not super thrilled about him taking over DC because I'm afraid that that's what's going to become all those superhero movies now. Um, Peacemaker was good. Um, I love Peacemaker. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) But again, it's just kind of like, I'm kind of tired of this like same old song and dance at this point. Like you had a lot, you had a lot more opportunity here to write a more serious script and you still could have the jokes. There's so, like I did laugh at some of the jokes. I did find some parts funny. Yeah. But I don't know. Like the crude, like crude humor, like how he does it, just kind of gets stale after a while. So that's why I gave it a three out of four. The, mostly. The poop joke rubbed you the wrong way. <sighs> I mean, it was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just rolled off the sh- rolled off my chest. I guess I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to the real meat of this. Uh, real meat of this episode, which will be the, the acting. Uh oh, acting is. I messed up acting. Yeah. Next will be direction. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I gave it. I gave it a four for acting. I thought all of the characters delivered. Uh, Drax actually. Actually. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Batista. Yeah, Dave. Dave Batista delivered probably his best performance as Drax so far. We got okay. some. We got some emotion. And oh, totally. Yeah. Some of who he has been in the past. Uh, I had to dock it because, like I said, I just don't care for the way Karen Gillan portrays uh, Nebula. She uh, is grating, <laughs> like, not in a way that I can't watch the movies, but in a way that, like, she would never be my favorite character because of just her performance. Right. Yeah. But Peter did a nice job. He brought some emotion uh, toward, Pratt. towards Ooh-hoo. the end. I enjoyed Chris Pratt's performance. I actually thought Zoe's, Zoe Saldana... She had some pretty Knocked good parts. out in this film. We got to see a different Gamora, and that allowed her to show some unique range in this film. So I really enjoyed uh, the performances for the most part. Just knock, uh, knock Nebula out of there. I love Karen. <laughs> I love Karen Gillan. I do not love Nebula. So yeah, and that's totally fair. Uh, I gave mine a three out of five. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really know where to start. Because, like, I, I kind of got exactly what I was expecting from the movie when it came to the acting. Um, man, I feel like 
I feel like Chris Pratt's a little bit of a better actor than we give him credit for at times. I think he got lumped into the comedy role. Sat, after like Parks comedy and, and just action yeah. flick, which is understandable for a man of uh, his talents. But yeah, I he's got some range. Like yeah. I, I think if you pull it out of him, he's got some good range in him. There's a couple of parts. Uh, where some bad stuff goes down, and he he gives a very convincing emotional performance. Yes. Um, I want to give credit there. The same thing with Zoe. She had one good scene. Uh, she kind of goes on a little tantrum in, a, in in the best of ways, and she sells it. Like yeah, it was it was pretty decent. Um, outside of that, I mean, all credit to Bradley Cooper. He does a great job with with Rocket. I think it just gets I don't know. It can I kind of get lost in just you know that it's a talking raccoon i don't it's not even really that i don't know like something about it just always feels off for me when it comes to like i don't want to say it, like voice acting in a movie like this where you're using cgi characters with real characters you know what i which mean which raccoon looks fantastic yeah he looks Rocket good looks fantastic yeah. in this film by like, the way like bradley does a good job like he does a really really good job i just think there's something about like the actual direction that kind of takes away from it maybe i don't know he does he does good though dave batista did a good job everyone really did a fine job oh. i'm not going to um knock um adam warlock for the acting more than i will the direction but we'll get there the the one that i did want to point out because i did not care for her in the first movie but liked her in this movie was uh mantis yeah palm she was okay she i did not care for her in the second yeah. film this one i grew to really like and appreciate her character she had a so, couple of decent moments yep. i i'm pretty mad about her but... all right so you have a lot to say about the direction yeah so why don't you kick us off all right so I gave my direction a three out of five. Um, and, I, and I'm really at, like, I'm at, I'm at odds with myself because of it, because there was a lot that I really liked. Like, I loved the darker tone that this movie had to it and the darker story to everyone. I don't everyone. think we've seen a Marvel movie this dark since... When was the last one that was, like, truly a dark? Like uh, That would have been... I mean, not in game, but Infinity War Infinity was War. probably the darkest story we really got. And I don't even think, or just a more mature story. This one yeah. was truly like dark, like like this was dark stuff. There was some, there was some stuff that I was surprised that they got. That, I mean, it's his last movie, so maybe they just like, oh, this is his last one. He's going to DC, like just let <laughs> yep. him do what he wants. But yeah, there was some stuff I was like really surprised to see in this movie, and I really like that approach to this one. Like it's your final hoorah. It's a little bit more sentimental, a little just more emotional. Yeah. I like those parts of it, but I'm going to go back to what I said about the script. I, I, it's just that Marvel fingerprint on every single scene where it's, oh, it's, but we can't get too serious. And it's just, it's just like cut at the knees and ruined by a joke that just did not need to be there at all. Um, another thing we talked about earlier was just like, the, I feel like the pacing was just off in this movie for me. I, I um, will agree with you there. That's yeah. what, actually why I docked it a point. I know. Like the, <laughs> With all honesty, the the main story kind of just gets boring after a some while. Of the, see, I thought some of the flashbacks took me out of it. Really? The flash? Okay. No, I can. I, I agree with that a little bit. Yeah, because really, Rocket's story and the villain story, um, without going into too much, that's kind of like the meat and potatoes of this thing. Yeah. Okay? You dig into that, it's delicious. And then everything else is kind of just feels like filler a little bit. Like, And that's what I, that's what I mean about Chris Pratt or, or Peter in this movie. I felt like he got sidelined when he could have had a much more prominent role, especially as in his last movie. Um, Cause he is, he is star Lord. Like you got to give him his due, 
and he had some parts that were nice, but like I felt like he really got sidelined compared to where I thought he should have been. Um, and I think that's that's mainly why I just kind of landed in the middle because like there's a lot I liked. There's a lot that I think really really like drugged this movie back, and it could have probably been a lot better than what it was. Um, but yeah, that's I, oh Adam Warlock. I hated what they did with him. That was such a waste of like someone I, who could have had a bigger role in this movie. I don't hate it, and I'll, I'll, I hated I'll tell it. you why. I'll tell yeah, you why. no, I I just wanted before I forgot about yeah Adam Warlock. I thought was a waste of a character in this movie. I I'm let me think about it for like five seconds. Thinking, I think you could arguably out. I'm not gonna say it, but like one scene in this movie, outside of one scene in this movie, you could take him out. He the story is not affected at all. We might we can talk about it after if you if you don't know. Well, it. outside of that one scene where you know that he has to do where he does something that that clearly makes things better. Um, Outside of that I, one scene, I don't think he serves the purpose. I would need to rewatch another scene in that. <laughs> well, because in that neighborhood, I think the high evolutionary gets rocket because of Adam. War- Actually, Adam Warlock kicks off the whole plot. I mean, because he's responsible for why. Yes, they have technically to save. speaking. <laughs> Technically speaking, yes. Okay, fine. Take that win. <laughs> Whatever, Tim. Anyway, well, go ahead. I, anyways, I, I agree, and I can definitely understand why that character is going to rub some people the wrong way. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I definitely see some diehard comic book fans just rolling their eyes at Oh, yeah. Ears. The comic book fans are going to hate it. What I really appreciated from it, though, was we took a kind of overpowered hero. He's kind of a Superman-like nothing can touch me type hero. Oh, totally. And they put the emphasis on that. He was, he's basically young. He's still learning. He's premature. He's premature. And so he's not good at what he does yet. He's kind of like, not quite a joke. Like nothing he does is outright funny, but he is an immature version of the Adam Warlock that we will one day get to. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so I kind of appreciated that approach instead of having him come in, because if he had been the mature Adam Warlock, the movie would have ended in the first 10 minutes. Like Possibly, they yeah. wouldn't have stand stood a chance. Yeah. It would have been over. And that's a good argument to make for the, for my side of it. Well, for sure. well I just no because I definitely see what you're saying about his character, but I liked the approach of making it an immature version of what we will one day mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, the, so I'm kind of the opposite with you on direction. I, I only gave it a four because I did think the pacing was a little wacky. For sure. There were moments that we would go from a flashback to present day to flashback or whatever mm-hmm. that were jarring. And a it little was just bit. like, why? Yeah. What? Like, why now? That doesn't mean like what happened in the flashback was bad or I didn't like it. No. It, it was usually very emotional and upsetting. Um, <laughs> but it just felt, felt off. Yeah. I actually really appreciate James on his way of juggling some very heavy themes. Yeah, for sure. And balancing that with the comedy. And like I said, I know not every joke is going to land for everybody, right. but that is kind of, at least he does it kind of based on the character. Like Gamora had no punchlines in this movie. Yeah. No, I don't Gamora think had no punchlines. Um, High Evolutionary had no punchlines. Even Rocket had no punchlines in this movie because Mm -hmm. it was a very serious movie for him. Drax was funny because he was awkward. But like, 
I appreciate his balance of kind of staying true to the character while bringing the humor. Mm-hmm. I guess Drax did have the poop joke, which was that poop joke was a little forced. Um, <laughs> a forced poop joke. Um, got it. But I appreciated like how dark this movie got, but then how positive and hopeful it felt. Uh, I'll get into that more in my final thoughts. I really like the way he stages some things. Uh, like I love that hallway scene, even though the CGI was pretty apparent. Uh, right. It's still what he went for there was fun to watch it was thrilling Mm -hmm. i had a good time with it um and more than anything and this might be heresy for you and for many people out there well say it's not gonna be heresy Uh, say it you fool it's pretty much fact at this point but like i would watch this trilogy of space movies before i would watch the star wars sequel trilogy (gasps) like I no, was okay. I would do. I was watching this third <laughs> the one. Sequel trilogy yeah, sucks. <laughs> I was watching this third one today, going like, "This is better than any of the three Star Wars movies <laughs> that were released in the last ten years." Original prequel were good. Sequel, I pat this easily, not even close. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, all like, day. I just had a great time with this film, and totally. so I actually I appreciate James's direction. I'll get into my final thoughts with the DC stuff, but uh, <laughs> so what we got? We got we our, have our uh, entertainment it, final scores. It factors. Okay, it you, factors. You were three, I was four. It factor. We'll see what the box office does this weekend. Yeah, I mean it's it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's still gonna you know I, I, it's gonna make its money. Like, I expect it'll be up there. I think it's its also biggest part... concern is the dwindling returns of Marvel films. Yeah, right. That's now. really all it is. But I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy still has like. I still think it holds some weight to its name that it'll still make a ton of money. I hope so. I do think one of the big factors that will hurt this one is it's not really family friendly. Yeah, it's kind of like, hard to I argue would, that. I would not bring. I would not show my kid this movie. No, I don't ten think. and under, twelve, maybe like there's mature. Some, there's some 12. disturbing like sequences. There's, that I would especially not let if watch. they're like big pet people. Like if your kid really likes their dog, don't take him <laughs> to this movie. Okay, that's that's you letting your like oh, an- love for animals. It was it was there. hard for me to watch some of this just no. because he looks so much like my dog. At points, oh, yeah. I'm like, Oh, dizzy. <laughs> no, that's that's another thing. It's like I don't think that this is a I don't think that kids should necessarily be watching this no, movie either. Th- that's th- that is something to say for this sure. This is one that definitely like if you have kids and you're listening to this podcast, I would check it out first. Yeah, watch it yourself see, and make your own decision. You know, like, we're not your if your kids out there watching parents. Chucky, then sure, take this <laughs> take them to yeah, see this whatever. movie. But, but yeah, it's, we'll see what happens. It's pretty upsetting at points. Yeah. So all right. Your uh, total entertainment. Total entertainment. Okay. I don't know. I feel. I feel like I might. I feel like I would catch slack for this. I give it a six out of ten. Um, I do think that's kind of low. It feels low, but I'm. I'm just kind of sitting here. Like I was sitting in the theater, like during the credits, just, just kind of thinking about. This is the one I spent the most time on. Cause like I didn't really know how I felt about it. Like I don't. I don't dislike the movie. Like it was a good movie. Um, but like it was just good. Like. I think I was, here's what I think it was. I think I was just disappointed with the potential that this movie did have. And again, like think of all the Marvel movies we've gotten in this new phase. It's been trash. Like even as uh-huh. great as. Um, I can't. I honestly, even going back to No Way Home is frustrating because of the see, massive exactly. plot hole. Yeah. Like even No Way Home, 
I, just, the more I think about that movie, the more I hate the first half of that yes, movie. Yes, you just skip to when Andrew and Toby are there. You, and you literally skip to the like the hotels, the hotel sequence. Like that's why I would skip to. I wouldn't even watch the beginning part. And I'm just thinking about like everything we've got. I'm just like, man, it's all just so bad. And I think I was just well, dis- the hotel where Aunt May dies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, spoilers. I, well, yeah, it's been out long enough. <laughs> I have major problems with that scene too because they're in right. Yeah, they're Even in that a building where with. nobody lives apparently. Yeah, exactly. Like it's completely empty when they're fu- like. Anyways. Anyway, before we get yeah. off track, like I think I was just disappointed because there was a lot of good stuff in this movie that did make it stand out to other Marvel movies. It does make this one of the better Marvel movies to come out in recent I, memory. Like I'm, and <laughs> but I mean the bar's been set so low. That I'm that's, just having trouble like comparing it to the good Marvel movies I have seen. So and that's movies the conundrum I'm having. Yeah, and even movies I've seen this year, like I bet by the time this year is over, this movie will not be a top ten for me. Like it's gonna kind of fall. It's just gonna fall lower and lower. Like I'm just thinking of what we've seen so far. So like Megan, I liked Megan more than this movie. I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I John Wick. Bo is afraid. I did not like that movie more. I than... think I like Bo more than this oh, movie. Oh, Bo is afraid is at the bottom. Because at least I was like intrigued with what was going on. Like there was a, like a cool story there. Not saying this story wasn't it, cool. It but... would be fun to do a ranking. Yeah, that's, and we're gonna we're probably gonna end like up a doing season that. finale ranking. Yeah, or but something. I think I was just disappointed, so that's why I gave it a six out of ten. Like I just thought it should have been better than what it was, and maybe that's my fault for it. Wasn't even expectations. Like I watched the movie. I just thought they could have done more with it. But again, that's just those tired like tropes I'm kind of tired of in these movies at this point. So 6 out of 10. So I gave it a 9 out of 10 because this was the first time I've had a great time at a Marvel movie in a long time. Like, I just thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I took away one point because there were a couple moments that I, like we talked about, the pacing was off. Right, yeah. But... I actually had a great time. I thought the characters' stories were wrapped up in a way that I really enjoyed. And I thought like it was a nice trilogy capper for the journey that we've been on. Right. And from the first one through including the Avengers crossovers, like I thought this was a beautiful way to wrap up the story. Oh yeah. It was a good call. Also, like my biggest disappointment was staying for the after credits and seeing Star Lord will return. Because I thought the ending was just so good. I hate, I hate it. Yeah, I thought. Why could the, you just end it? I and thought the if you ending, want to bring him back, like whatever, bring him yeah. back. But don't like let this be the closer. I thought the ending was so good that we're spoilers, not spoilers. I guess for whatever, but yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Star Lord will return. Um, spoilers. I, Jeez, I thought that was an interesting choice too, and not Guardians. Oh, totally, Star Lord. Um, but I was totally happy with the way they wrapped up everybody's story yeah. in this and gave everybody. Closure. A true closure mm-hmm. that I've been thinking every Marvel movie has been about setting up the next thing. Exactly. And this movie wasn't. And I thought that Credit was to this beautiful. Movie for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought it was beautiful. I got what I wanted out of it. I got some laughs. I got some great action scenes. I got a space opera type adventure. I got some hilarious stuff from Nathan Fillion <laughs> who played the weirdest character. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I just had, I had a good time at this film and I don't like this actually hit me emotionally more than just about any Marvel movie has since Endgame. Well, for sure. Since Endgame, that maybe no way home. And the, See, in no specifically way, the second half, but, but No Way Home hits me emotionally not because of anything Marvel did, but because of what, what was Sony did. Because yes. Sony's got it down. <laughs> because of what Sony did with Toby and Andrew. So <laughs> I had 
like I did this movie hit me way more emotionally than a lot of other Marvel films recently. So I, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah. So what was your final score with all of that? My final score was 43. I believe mine's 32. Yep. And that takes our average to a 37.5. So seems, seems about right. Yep. So just final thoughts. Uh, there's a lot of concern about James moving to DC. And yeah. I have to say, while not every movie of his I love, I enjoyed like I love the first Guardians. I love this one. And like you said, time will tell. You think this won't be a top 10 by the end of the year. Right now, I want to say it's a top five Marvel movie for me. <laughs> yes. So that's why I okay. want to see like in a year after repeated watches, does it stay there? Or is it just that we've had so many disappointing Marvel entries? Who man. That... Well, you don't like Iron Man, so never I, mind. Yep, nope. There's <laughs> not an Iron Man movie at the top. Uh, like typically Winter Soldier is my number one. Always. Winter Soldier is the number one. Number two. Followed closely Close. by Infinity yeah, War. See, it's one of those two. Yep. I get it. <laughs> Infinity War. Endgame drops off because rewatching it is boring. Oh, Just skip so to boring. the end. Um But anyways, I'm coming off of this movie with a pretty good high. Like if more Marvel movies were this good, I would still be showing up at theaters. But unfortunately for me, I feel like this is with the Marvels coming up next. <laughs> um, I believe this is the end of my MCU journey unless something crazy happens. Press F to pay respects. Yeah. So I went on a tangent about Marvel, but <laughs> that is credit to James Gunn that I enjoyed this movie because yeah, he totally. wrote and directed it. And like I said about, he stays pretty true to the characters. Adam Warlock was a bit of a, like, I'm sure he's being set up for something else. Probably. Clearly. Yeah. But I'm kind of interested to see what he does with Superman. That's the one he is leading. Yeah. And legacy. he, that's not a funny character. So I actually, after seeing the heart that he put in this movie and seeing some true moments of heroic action, mm -hmm. uh, people putting their life on the line for others and being what it truly means to be a hero, that kind of sacrificial right. action. Like James gets it. He might not always, oh, totally, he might yeah. not always make the best choices, but it gave me some hope that like he won't be afraid to take DC into some dark territory, which it needs to differentiate itself from the popcorn of Marvel. Yep. But I think he's also going to keep that focus on the heart of who these characters are from Superman talking about legacy in the first one. And that's a big part of who Superman is, is that legacy that's, been around since the 40s yeah just or about. and then the first batman movie is uh brave and the bold about a father-son dynamic like mm -hmm. that's already diving into some new territory that will be refreshing and can still be some deep storytelling so yeah i i'm optimistic <laughs> i'm uh what it would be the cautiously optimistic yes yeah. i am cautiously optimistic about what he will do with dc yeah um yeah i mean you you said you you touched on a lot of stuff that i'm having mixed feelings about um i think james gunn is a very talented director i'd rather have him directing a lot more movies than some of the other people right now um i'm again i'm probably in the minority <laughs> i kind of I kind of got a little tired of like his style, um, especially especially when Suicide Squad came out. I thought it was a, I thought it was like good. Um, I didn't love it, and this movie kind of same. Like 
it's good. But I didn't I've, love it at first either, but yeah. I've gone back and it actually like it's I mean, grown it's, on me. It's so. funny and it, there's a lot of good moments in it, but yeah, I think mm, I don't know. It just kind of it just makes me nervous and just knowing DC's Warner Brothers history um, as it comes to this stuff, like I'm just nervous. I just hope they can trust him. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid. To let him, I'm like, afraid they trusted hit. Zach for one movie, and then the box office wasn't what they wanted. And I know, flop. And I'm trying not to compare him to Zach because, like, that's said and done. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, beat that dead horse anymore. Than... Whatever came in that tease that he released. <sighs> um, I need to see anything. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it was the Snyder, the SnyderCon or whatever it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, he showed like a lot of footage, and they did Q and As, and like the actors showed up to it. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'm not, I'm not going to compare the two anymore, uh, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. I've just seen, like, from what the rumors are and, like, stuff that's been said, but, you know, in the studios, it just kind of seems like something's not quite right with where things are heading um, with the future of DC, at least. And le- let alone it's the future It's looking of- brighter than Marvel's. Yeah, well, and even then, that's what I was going to touch on. Like, not even Marvel's future after this movie. Like you said. I don't really care what comes after I, this. There's nothing on the I don't slate. even care about the Fantastic Four movie that they're making. And we still haven't really gotten a good one of those. Uh, the one movie that I might see if the reviews are good, uh, was it the Thunderbolts? With like the kind of... Oh, yeah. The, I don't even... I think yeah. we get Winter Soldier in that one. We yep. get... Uh, yep. What is her name? What is her name? Which one? Um, Why can't I think of her name? The new Black Widow. Oh, Florence Pugh. Florence, just, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Oh. I'm buying a ticket for that. Oh well, you know, <laughs> I respect that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But like, other than that, there's nothing. Like Marvel, I think, definitely just goes downhill from here. I mean, I'm not saying they can pick it up well, and change and it, but their it's... biggest fault is they haven't even announced what's going to happen with Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. And then they there's have the, the DC stuff. Three but... years. Yeah, I mean this this movie. I probably mm, it's probably I'll probably I probably put it just above Guardians two, and then Guardians one is still like head above heels better than all the all these sequels. See, um, if I really want to rock your world right now, I'm going to tell you that I think I like this one more than the first one. Get out. Get out. We're done. And Show's over. Everyone leave. Uh, I can I can defend that. I get. I have a problem with people who get hung up on the introduction and think that it will never be better than the introduction when the journey to bring them to a place can be enjoyed too. So this one definitely well, took our characters on a journey. But my biggest problem with the first one is the ending is so campy and so cheesy. But it stays true to what the first movie was from beginning to end. I appreciated it at the time. I think the villain and the ending of this one add that strength that was missing from the first one. See, I didn't really care for the ending of this one. I thought it kind of fell a little flat for me. (laughs) <laughs> you wanted to you want to say no, something? No, it, it didn't. Like it, the ending hit for me emotionally. No, is it, it better than the first one? Yeah, I, I I can't deny that the first one definitely has a weird ending, and the villain Ronan the Destroyer, or whatever, dance off. One of the most boring villains in yes. Marvel history. Not even it's not even close. And then he shows up in Captain Marvel, and but of course. there's still a pretty heavy like there's still a heavy scene at the end there with all of them. Oh no, that and, movie definitely hits those emotional yeah, scenes. Yeah, I mean. Too. Again, I, I'm not denying that, that that you can argue three is definitely better than one's ending. Well, but... that's, that's why I say, like, I need repeated views of this to right. see where it all stacks yeah. up. I like... think for me, one was way more consistent than three was with the story and the and the pacing. Like, it doesn't feel like it drags like this one does. Yeah. It doesn't bounce back and forth. Like, and again, for nostalgia's sake, 
the jokes and stuff that like style of movie for that's Marvel, what kicked it off that's what kicked it off and then that, that's fine because it fit the tone of what they were going for with that one so i mean I just, that's why i still put one above three but yeah it's I definitely mean, better than two i still like two i'm gonna have to rewatch two I it's been a long time two. but i i remember enjoying two more than other people did but yeah i mean i think this movie is not necessarily worth the admission ticket personally um, I think you'd be better off waiting till it's just streaming. I definitely um, think this movie's worth the ticket. Oh, there we so go. I, I told my brother to go get a ticket and go watch it right now. So like we're at odds on this one. So yeah. Wow, that you... was pretty peaceful for the most part. Yeah. I'm done fighting. <laughs> I'm done um, fighting. <laughs> you can have your wrong opinions, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you... I'm too tired to fight back. <laughs> So if you go see this movie, it's a Marvel movie. Uh, last time people were not showing up for Ant-Man. Hopefully, I truly hope you show up for this one because it is a significantly better film it's way than better. a lot yeah. of the You'll Marvel stuff we've one. got. And send Marvel the message that these are the movies we want to see, not the uh, <laughs> slop together Ant-Man film. Yeah, precisely. So, so I say go get that ticket. If you do, Head over to our Instagram, fill out that scorecard, let us know what you thought so we can get your score added to our average. For sure. And don't forget to follow us on the YouTubes, the, the Rumbles, Rumble. uh, the Spotify's. Leave us those reviews. Leave us your reviews. Uh, like Tim said, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'll transfer everything over from there. And uh, yeah, I mean, go see the movie and let us know what you thought about it. Talk to your friends, share the podcast and the show. We, and we want to hear from you we want to hear from you like way more than we do it's kind of lonely over was, here. Uh, i think our next plan is we want to get you a throwback to twilight <sighs> so if you're a fan of twilight head over and send us that scorecard yes, get ready for that one because the wives are coming on they yep. will get to gush about how much they love this movie i debated just letting them have the whole episode i know <laughs> I, that's what, kind of what i thought too let's just give it to them and they can they can take this one we gotta be there to inject some reason uh, <laughs> exactly right but yeah, thank you guys for watching or listening to this episode, whichever Doing what platform you, you watch or listen to, and we will see you all in the next episode.